This is the April 2015 CTSS quiz. Hopefully by the time you look at this quiz, the snow will have stopped and the uh, ice age will have relented. But anyway, regardless whether it's an ice age or not ice age, I have 10 terrific cases and hopefully you got them all right. If not, hopefully you will learn something from each case. So let's get started. This is an interesting case. This patient has a mass in the left adrenal gland that's about five centimeters. Now I ask you what it could be, but I ask you what's the least likely diagnosis. You can see from these images, it's arterial phase. This mass is solid. Now I worry about this mass and you know very well this mass is gonna be resected. In fact, this mass ended up being an adrenal adenoma, but I couldn't exclude an adrenal carcinoma. And theoretically, a uh, lymphoma might be a possibility, although primary adrenal lymphoma is indeed very rare, and often it's bilateral, and often patient has extra adrenal disease as well, which is not seen on these images. The least likely diagnosis in my mind, however, is a pheochromocytoma. Pheochromocytomas are very vascular almost always, and this lesion really is not vascular, so I would say the least likely diagnosis is a pheochromocytoma. This case is interesting. When you look at the images, you see a mass which looks like it arises from the IVC or pushes on the IVC, comes very close to the right kidney. The mass is solid, there's some low density components. I don't see anything else on the study. So I asked you what the most likely diagnosis is. Well, this is not IVC clot. Remember, it looks like it's exophytic. And this surely is not adrenal. It's in the wrong location, though not far from the adrenal. And this is not an adrenal pseudotumor. So this is a mass arising from or adjacent to the IVC. It looks solid. I'm highly suspicious for malignancy. This actually, when you look very carefully, arises from the IVC. And this is an uncommon diagnosis, but was an IVC sarcoma, a very interesting case. Now, this next patient, I'm asking you what is going on here. Well, you see that I'm giving you a set of images that are basically a uh, CTA. And I'm showing you these images of the arm. And what you notice is a very large vessel. And then you say to yourself, what exactly am I looking at with this vessel? And you really then think about it. And could this be vascular trauma? Not really. What you're seeing is a large dilated vessel. And what you're actually seeing is a graft. It's not a congenital AVM. You can get large vascular masses, which are uh, congenital AV malformations, but this is not one of those. And angiosarcomas are very rare vascular tumors, and the vessels are really irregular. Here, what you're looking at is part of an AV fistula in a dialysis patient. We commonly do CT scans to look at patency or complications from these AV fistula, and this is just a very nice example. In fact, we're working on an article on that very topic. This is an interesting case, and I like this case. It's kind of tricky to get the diagnosis. I asked what the best diagnosis is. Well, you see several things. One is you see bilateral adrenal masses. So now you're thinking, hmm, metastatic disease. You also see a mass in the liver, and the liver is cirrhotic. There's ascites present. So what's a possibility? Well, a possibility is the patient could have lung cancer and have bilateral adrenal metastasis and liver metastasis, but I didn't give you that as a choice. This is not going to be neurofibromatosis. Lymphoma can look like this in part, but usually now with ascites, and usually if you have bilateral involvement and liver involvement, you're going to see lots of nodes, so that's pretty unusual. 
primary adrenal carcinoma is rarely bilateral, so that's not a great diagnosis and would not explain the cirrhosis and the vascular liver lesion. So the best case scenario in this patient, and what this in fact was, was a primary hepatocellular carcinoma with metastasis to the adrenal gland. Now, I would typically say that's exceedingly rare, but I've seen about 10 cases of that over the past year or so. So bilateral large adrenal metastasis, you gotta think about hepatoma as a primary tumor. This is an interesting case. This patient had hematuria, and we were looking for a cause when you look at the MIP imaging, you can see from the axial and the coronal 3D MIPs, you see very large vessels coming off the patient's renal artery, and there's a conglomerate vessel or an AV shunt present. This is not a renal carcinoma. In renal cell carcinomas, you can get AV shunting, but there's no mass here. This is not TB that gives you scarred kidneys and abnormal calyces. Angiomyelipomas can bleed, but this is not the appearance of a bleed. This is a vascular malformation. And in fact, this was an AV fistula. AV fistulas to the kidney can be congenital. They can be caused by trauma. They can be caused by surgery. This was congenital. It's one of the unusual causes for hematuria. It's important to remember that if you don't have arterial phase imaging, you're never going to be able to make this diagnosis. In this case, I asked you for the least likely diagnosis. Well, what's the most likely? Well, what you see here is a large mass in the antrum of the stomach causing gastric outlet obstruction, and on the PET scan, it's very hot. Infiltrating tumor, the most likely diagnosis, in fact, this was gastric adenocarcinoma. Could it be lymphoma? Lymphoma tend to be bulky. This is bulky. They tend to have more nodes. It's a possibility, and meds to the stomach Although it's very thick and large, it's a possibility. The least likely is gastritis. Gastritis is never going to be this thick, particularly when it's so focal, and rarely is going to be positive on PET. A beautiful example of gastric adenocarcinoma, but the correct answer is C, gastritis as the least likely diagnosis. In this case, I'm asking you what the most likely primary tumor is. When you look at the first set of images, you see bilateral adrenals that are enlarged, those metastases. You then see in the midline a six or seven centimeter mass by the colon. And then when you look at the coronal views, you see a large ulcerating mass involving the small bowel. These are large masses. Now, from the last image, it could be an adenocarcinoma of the small bowel primary, but those almost never give you adrenal metastasis. Lung cancer, metastatic to adrenal and bowel can happen, but these are pretty large metastases and usually you're not going to see them quite this size from lung cancer. And again, primary adrenal carcinoma is rarely bilateral and rarely goes to small bowel. This, however, is a classic example of metastatic melanoma. Melanoma classically gives bilateral adrenal metastasis. Classically, the metastases are large. It classically metastasizes to the small bowel and to mesentery and omentum. And this is a beautiful example of metastatic melanoma. This patient presented with right upper quadrant pain and has hepatitis C, and you can see within the liver there's a large bleed present. So I ask you what the likely cause for this is. Metastatic colon cancer can give you necrotic lesions. I've never seen metastatic colon cancer bleed unless the patient was biopsied. Hemangioma, these lesions, hemangioma rarely bleeds, and these lesions, well, you know, they just don't look like hemangiomas. Lymphoma, lymphoma can involve the liver, but they rarely bleed. 
The most common cause of the ones I've listed is hepatoma, multiple masses, some neovascularity. The most common lesion statistically to bleed in the liver is hepatic adenoma. But here you see multiple liver lesions. They're necrotic, cystic, there's hemorrhage. The most likely diagnosis is going to be a hepatoma. This is a 30-ish year old female, and I'm asking you for the best diagnosis. There's a large mass by the tail of pancreas. The mass has calcification. What could this be? I guess it could be a neuroendocrine tumor. That's possible. They're cystic and have calcification. Pseudocyst, unlikely. Pseudocysts typically don't have rim calcification. Acinar cell carcinoma is a variation of pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Doesn't have calcification. The tumor that I see in younger patients, this is at the upper age limit for this tumor, with calcification and cystic change is SPEN, solid and papillary epithelial neoplasma of the pancreas, and this was an excellent example of a SPEN tumor. Unfortunately for this patient, there's arterial and venous involvement. This patient had shortness of breath, so what's the best diagnosis? I'm giving you two coronal images, one uh, with MIP and one with classic simple coronal. What you see particularly nicely on the MIP are the multiple miliary type nodules present. You also see the areas of scarring and adenopathy. So what could this be? Lymphoma is a possibility, but I don't know, the miliary pattern is not good for lymphoma. TB is a thought. This is not linear, so it's not lymphangitic spread of tumor. But in this case, again, think upper lungs, think, mil think miliary type pattern, tiny nodules. Think about the fibrosis. This is a very nice example of uh, late stage sarcoidosis with the fibrosis, the, the traction, and the multiple tiny nodules. Well, those are 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you got them all right. Most importantly, hopefully you learned something. And with that, have a great April, and we'll see you back same place, same time, come this May. Thanks very much.